The Lever. Subscriber-supported journalism that holds power accountable. As a Lever Premium subscriber, you'll get to hear exclusive bonus content from this episode and others in your feed. To become a subscriber, go to levernews.com. Hello, this is Frank Capello from The Lever, an independent investigative news outlet. This mini-episode is part of our Inside the Story series, where we highlight some of The Lever's original reporting and speak with the journalists who wrote the story. Today, I am joined by The Lever's Rebecca Burns. Rebecca, what's going on? Hey, Frank. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So, you just wrote another very dense, very wonky story for The Lever. (laughs) Very impressive. Um... You wrote it along with Julia Rock, who couldn't be here with us today. Um, She's already started her Christmas vacation. She's having a great time. Don't feel bad for her. So this story is, it's a tale as old as time. Federal regulators trying to stop criminal banks from doing crimes, and then the banks hiring lobbyists to stop the federal regulators. (laughs) So, Rebecca, tell me about this new proposal from President Biden's Labor Department. What is it and who is it aimed at? Right. Um, so managing retiree money um, is is big business. It's a nearly $40 trillion industry. Um, and in order to do business in it, banks and asset managers are supposed to hit this very low bar of just refraining from committing felonies. Um, however, they routinely miss that bar, get convicted of felonies. Um, and even when they do, they can go to the labor department, you know, which regulates um, retirement plans and say, hey, you know, we know that one of our divisions kind of messed up here, are bad, um, but we'd still really like to keep investing people's pensions. So please, can we get a waiver? Um, so effectively, all this new rule um, from the Biden labor department says is if you do a bunch of crimes, you're not going to get the special permission you need because we don't want criminal banks managing workers' retirement savings. So this isn't even a punitive proposal. This is just like, we're not giving you this extra business that you want. This That's 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 completely wild to me. So now when we say criminal banks, what does that actually mean? What kinds of crimes have these banks been committing? Right. So there's a pretty stunning magnitude of financial crimes that have just kind of become normalized. So one of the sources that we talked to for this story um, has documented what he calls a global bankster crime wave. Um, Very, very colorful description um, that's resulted since the late 90s in about $300 billion in fines and settlements, um, you know, paid out by the world's largest banks for crimes ranging from tax dodging to money laundering, mortgage and securities fraud. So let me give you some specific examples that apply to, you know, this issue here of banks managing um, retiree savings. So, you know, in the last couple of years uh, after Goldman Sachs pled guilty to bribing officials in Malaysia, Deutsche Bank also entered into what's known as a deferred prosecution agreement um, over bribing foreign officials. Uh, If you remember something called the LIBOR scandal, um, essentially five major banks all received convictions for currency price fixing. In all of those cases that I just mentioned, um, those banks uh, that had admitted or paid paid fines uh, to resolve criminal investigations had to go to the Labor Department and say, you know, again, hey, we messed up our bad man. Um, 
we need this this waiver to keep managing retiree money. And the Labor Department said, you know, go ahead, <laughs> try and do better, uh, but keep on managing pensions. Great. That sounds like it really bodes well for the the, the future of Americans' uh, retiree funds. Mm-hmm. So this whole issue is centered around something called the QPAM exemptions. Um, I know this is a super wonky subject, but uh, how would you explain QPAM in layman's terms? So QPAM stands for Qualified Professional Asset Manager. Um, it is super wonky, but basically there are pretty strict rules for an investing retirement savings under federal law. Um, They're supposed to be managed very conservatively. I'm sure you can imagine why, you know, we don't. Ideally, we would not like sort of casino gambling on with the pools of money that people are, are counting on to have security in older age. Makes sense. So QPAM is an exemption basically that says, you know, okay, we're going to relax some of the conflict of interest rules that make it harder to do business in a very highly interconnected financial system. So, you know, the Labor Department uh, is sort of saying to to the QPAM, the Qualified Professional Asset Manager, you know, as long as you maintain this quote unquote high standard of integrity and aren't effectively um, telling your customers to buy fraudulent stuff that one of your other affiliates happens to be selling, you know, you can be exempt from some of the federal laws that otherwise would govern uh, this area of investing. And what has the response been from some of these giant financial institutions? Have they happily accepted the Labor Department's proposal for tighter regulations or or not? Uh, that's exactly what happened, Frank. No, um, there's been a pretty <laughs> incredible freak out from Wall Street over, you know, what I think to most people sounds like a very basic measure. Um, so Julia and I spent some time looking at comments submitted to uh, to the Labor Department, as well as a hearing held last month, as well as spending by some of the companies involved, you know, ranging from banks and asset managers to law firms that do a lot of business in this area, um, to sort of lobbying groups like the Chamber of Commerce and the American Bankers Association. One of the things that's pretty notable is that, especially in the hearing, like a lot of the debate and back and forth between regulators and, you know, lobbyists is like over what types of crimes are really that bad. Um, So, you know, like there's a lot of discussion of like, is this, you know, is money laundering? Is that egregious or not? Um, Is literally paying bribes in order to get more business for your bank does that really have any bearing on whether or not you should be able to continue, um, again, managing money that people rely on for security in their older age? So the comment period by the Labor Department has now closed. Um, We saw some sort of final pleading by, again, groups like the Chamber of Commerce for the Labor Department to withdraw these amendments and keep the status quo. Um, And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think even if this, these amendments to uh, to the existing rule did get passed, it would still require, you know, the Labor Department to actually enforce this and, you know, deny waivers when when banks are convicted of felonies or, or enter into um, deferred prosecution agreements. But uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see here what happens. Well, hopefully this uh, new proposal goes through or, or just doesn't get completely watered down or defanged by these, you know, financial institutions because retiree funds are in 
incredibly important to the future safety of a lot of Americans. And this is a really important story. And uh, I really appreciate you and Julia digging deep on this and doing the work that you did. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, this is a really great example of what we try and do here at The Lever, which is take, you know, this sort of like very wonky technical issue that when you sort of abstract out just a layer or two um, is kind of an incredible story about banks arguing that they should be able to continue to commit crime with no consequences. Um, So yeah, thanks for taking the time to dig into this with me, Frank. Absolutely. And I recommend any listeners with, uh, you know, retirees in their life that have their own, you know, 401ks or pension funds to share the story with them. I think more people need to hear about who is actually managing uh, the savings that they're counting on for, you know, the rest of their lives. So thank you. And thank you for joining me right now. Thanks so much, Frank. Listeners can find the link to the full story in the episode description in your podcast player. And if you enjoyed the story and would like to support The Lever's original reporting, you can go to Lever News com and subscribe to our free newsletter. You can also share this podcast episode with your family and friends. And if you really want to support our work, you can go to levernews.com slash subscribe to become a paid supporter. This gives you access to all of the Lever's premium editorial and podcast content, and you'll be directly supporting independent journalism. And that's all for the low price of just eight bucks a month, which is half the price of a standard Netflix account. Thank you so much for listening and keep rocking the boat. 